With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> and welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in to episode 100 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Thank you very much for tuning in. This joy, this festive, festus, festivus, maybe it's festivus for the rest of us. Occasion, one hundred. Well, that's that's something actually. Um, I will I will say right off the right off the hop. You, if you think I have every anything planned, exciting for episode one hundred, you are going to be sorely upset. But that's all right. I'm <laughs> we're we're used to letting people down around here. Um, no, thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, I had a beer crack right for the when I was going to start, and uh, I had already recorded about a minute and a half into this, and then uh, my power flickered, and I and I lost it. So there we go. Episode hundred's off to a hot start already. Um, so we'll see how long the power stays here. Um, thank you. Welcome. Um, yeah, uh, you, you know, guys. To be completely honest, uh, I I had talked to Jay over there in Finland and about the hundred episode coming up, and, and we had kind of talked about doing different. You know, I should do different things or do kind of a greatest hits or do sound bites from the different interviews, and um, all of all of that would have been better than what I'm doing, which is nothing. But uh, honestly, guys, um, I'm so busy right now uh, doing other things. That um, I don't I don't want to say that I didn't do anything for this episode or or um, I don't care or anything like that. That's not the right, um, you know. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's just, um, yeah. It's it's just really um, really busy, and uh, you know, because like I said, we're trying to sell the condo here. Um, you know, we haven't put it up for sale yet, so we're still cleaning up and and uh, touching things up and. Uh, you know, just between that and work, it just seems like, um, next thing I know, I, I blink and it's, um, you know, it's Tuesday or it's Saturday and I got to record for the next day. And, um, you know, and the player interviews have been a little slow coming in. Um, I'm talking to a couple guys, um, really looking for, really looking forward to, well, I always look forward to talking with everybody, but, um, couple guys coming up that I think, uh, hopefully I can get on and, uh, cause I know they've never done podcasts before. So, um, I think that'd be really cool to hear a new, like a new voice. Um, yeah, 
But I will say, um, I hopefully, uh, though everybody listening, um, you went and listened to the two-part Zach Fitzgerald interview, uh, episodes 98 and 99. Um, I know a lot of people listened to it because I saw the numbers. And I really want to thank everybody in the United Kingdom who really blew that episode up. Um, I heard a lot of feedback from you guys, and it was great to see. And, um, yeah, and I know uh, Zach and I were really excited by the numbers. Um, I know I took a couple screenshots for him and, and sent them over, and we had a chuckle. It was like number four on the Chartables hockey account uh, or hockey listings for the U.K., um, you know, which is really humbling. And, um, yeah, guys, it, it's um, it, it's been really cool. And I, and I was really happy to really proud of that interview. And uh, I thought that did a great job. And, uh, and like I said, the feedback's been really, really good. And, um, yeah, and I will say for all the, the UK listeners, um, again, um, yeah, every time I have a guy on that's played over there, um, it, it's been huge, um, in terms of listens, um, from Riley Emerson to Nickerson to Grimaldi to Kovacs and, um, Mike McWilliam and McMorrow and, and everybody that I've had on, um, yeah, it's always been a, been a real positive, and uh, so I want to thank uh, thank the folks over there. Thank you guys. Um, yeah, and I have a, I I'm trying to line up. He'd be he, he's a, in terms of the fighting over there. He he's definitely a UK legend, and I'm, uh, I'm 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 trying to line it up for you guys. So I think you guys will really dig it if I get it. I'm not going to call out names in case it doesn't happen, but um, I know he's never done a podcast interview before, so um, that should be a lot of fun if I can get him. But, uh, but yeah, guys, uh, yeah, episode 100, um, you know, uh, I, I'd like to really thank, um, Isha and, and Dylan and, and the producer Pigeon and everybody over at the network. Um, you know, that stripper you sent over was, was, wasn't, you know, uh, yeah, I'm not going to complain, but I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, his name was Randy and he ate all my burgers, you know, or was it Smokey that he wanted me to call him? Uh, yeah, so he didn't, we kind of sent him away, but nobody understands. If, if, if you've never watched Trailer Park Boys, you have no under, no clue what I'm talking about. Well, I know that Isha, I mean, Big Spandery sends over a six pack of Lucky Lager. Yeah, that's how, that's our that's my standing at the network after a hundred shows. Yeah, I get it. Actually, I get a gift card for Lucky Lager. Yeah, 10% off my next six pack. So... That's where I am on the network. No, it's, it's, it's been, um, I can't, I, you know, honestly, I can't thank those guys enough. Um, you know, uh, cause I, at that time I, I wasn't doing a show. My website had crashed and, uh, so that's the one thing whenever it's episode hundred, I mean, it's a hundred on the network. Um, I, I will say, I've always said it's got an asterisk beside it because, um, when I first started the show, on the network, every Wednesday would be a new content show, and then every Sunday was a vault episode. And what I mean there is, I would for new listeners, um, I would play one of my old player interviews off my old website, and um, so it would be the McMorrow or the Wingfeld or the Steve McIntyre or, or uh, the McMorrow, Josh Mazer. Josh Mazer was the first player I ever interviewed, and then Dakota Hodgers. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I would play those on Sundays. So, really, the only thing new on there was a new intro. So, a new 10 minutes or so on each, on the Sunday episodes. Up until about episode 
40 some, I think. And then, then it's all been original from there. So it's, it's not, it's episode 100, I guess, in theory, but, um, uh, yeah, it's, you know, so, but nonetheless, it, it's, it's, um, for, pe- I, I guess for, for people that don't, for people that are in podcasting, um, I don't want to say this is a big deal or whatever, but it's, it's sort of, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a milestone in terms of the podcasting game. Um, I think somebody sent me an article once, I think it was William from the Biscuit actually, um, cause he's at two something now. I mean, um, uh, I can remember when he had a hundred cause I sent him a soundbite to use on his show. Um, but he sent me an article and, uh, it's something like every, for all the podcasts that start, I think they average 13 episodes or something like that. And, uh, so to get to a hundred in that sense is, is really cool. Cause I mean, I've seen shows come and go and, and, um, you know, and I'm still around and, um, and, you know, and it just seems like everyone and their dog has a podcast and, um, yeah, whether, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, and, and they drop off and they, and like I said, they come and go or things happen. And I mean, and it is, and honestly, and, and again, for the podcasters out there that are listening, um, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it, it, it is a grind. And, um, you know, it's not just as easy as to sit down and hit record. I mean, you know, if you have, um, you know, I don't know, maybe if you're a shut in or something, you're working from home, then it's easy. But I mean, when, when you, uh, you know, have a, not that I have the big active swinging social life anymore and, or anything like that. Although I will say probably, and I don't mean it to sound like this, but I'm sure the pandemic probably actually helped in a lot of cases with, um, getting out this many episodes because what else were you going to do right there's nothing going on so i mean we didn't go on our vacation well no one did but you know what i'm saying and myself just um just saying like we didn't do our vegas vacations we didn't go to edmonton and all that stuff so um all those would have been opportunities to miss an episode or two um so um in that sense the 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 pandemic really helped me get to 100 we'll put it that way um yeah and, uh, but, but it's, it's tough and you're trying to, especially if, if we, one thing, if I was just doing solo episodes every week, I would say then it would be easy because I could definitely rant once a week. That'd be easy. Um, but, uh, I decided to do player interviews and that is where the big battle has been. Um, cause now, now you're basically asking a stranger to take two hours out of his life for no money or anything like that, uh, to sit down and talk to you. Um, you know, so to try to line up schedules sometimes is brutal and, and, you know, and I've been quite open that I've had guys ghost me and, oh yeah, sure thing, bro, seven o'clock Tuesday. And then you never hear from them again. That's happened a bunch of times. Um, so now all of a sudden it's Tuesday night. This dude was supposed to be here at six o'clock. I can't get a hold of him. And it's like, oh shit, I, I need an episode for tomorrow. So then it's like, Hopefully someone's around that I know that I could phone real quick. Um, or it, it, you, you get a solo episode. And um, so then you're scrambling for topics. Like, oh, what am I going to do? I can't just hit record and talk about my day. Um, I mean, I could. But, you know, I think your listenership would really drop off. I can't afford to lose many more. But, um, but no, in all seriousness, I mean... I've always, I've also maintained that if I was going to do this, um, 
I mean, I always talk like it's a mud show and we scramble around and I, I yam. Sometimes I take the meandering wander around and, you know, and stuff like that for some of my solo episodes. Um, but I, I do have some topics written down and, um, now you might not agree with what I'm talking about, think I'm full of shit, but I mean, I'll at least, you know, what are we going to do? I don't know. What should we talk about? Hold on. Will I go on the internet and look and okay. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about the, you know, no, it's not that. I mean, I have, I'm right here. It's like, I'm looking at my sticky note that has bullet points of what I'm going to talk about. Um, I don't have it written out or like in terms of what I'm going to say, but I mean, um, that's sort of a feel thing, but, and then, and I, and again, some episodes, it really works and some episodes it's like, you know, um, popcorn fart and, you know, and it's, um, yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll know it when I'm done sometimes. Like, I mean, I've sent texts to Alex sometimes or to, to Jay and to Jay and it's like, oof, worst episode ever, you know? And, um, you know, but then you get feedback from some people that really enjoyed it. And, and, and like I've, I've been told a lot of times that the Sunday episodes are their favorite episodes when I get all heated up and I'm ranting and everything. So, um, you know, I guess it depends on, you know, what you're listening for, but, um, yeah, but, uh, again, it's been, it's been tough and very trying at times and, um, and there's been a lot of times, um, like I said, Alec and I talked to Alec a lot about this, Alec and Jay, um, cause you sort of, you definitely need, and the same when Alec had a show, um, well, there's another example, um, you know, Alec, um, is done with the podcasting and I mean, you know, and he's a young guy busy with work and they're trying to get into a home and he's trying to get back into the military. And I mean, at that point of his life in his mid twenties, um, you know, he's got a lot going on, so it's very hard to do a show. And like, and as, as much like myself, he, he wanted the show to be good. Again, if it was just, oh, hit record and yell into a microphone for half an hour. Yeah, I'm sure Alec could do that once a week, but that's not something he wanted to do. He wanted, to, you know, and when you do a player interview, you know, oh, would you play junior? Well, would you like it? You know, no, I mean, you want to do the research and where did he play and his teammates and who he fought and that type of thing. So you definitely don't want to mail it in. So all that takes time. Researching takes time and, uh, and you want to present a, um, you know, a, a good product, um, that just, you know, it's, it's time consuming and, uh, and I can completely understand why Alec doesn't have time anymore. And, and I mean, you know, I'm not at that stage in my life anymore. I, you know, I'm almost Christ, almost twice as old as he is. Um, you know, so I, I'm married already. We have a place where, well, we're moving into another place. So that's a little up. To, yeah, that's a little bit. We're both buying houses, but, uh, you know, but in my, I'm not going anywhere where I work. I've established where I've worked. I'm in the, whatever the, I'm middle-aged and, uh, you know, I have, a, I have some more free time than he does. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it sets up a little easier in my schedule. Um, because he's got the floating work schedule and it's all over the place. I know I'm done at three o'clock every day. So, and I don't work on weekends. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's a lot, my, my life's more, more set up, um, to do this type of thing. Um, you know, uh, and I, uh, I completely blanked out on what I was saying. See, that's the other thing I get stopping and starting and stuff. And, uh, yeah, sometimes I lose my place of what I was saying. Um, Anyway, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's a tough go. And, uh, so, so yeah, to get to a hundred is actually, it, it is pretty cool. 
Um, and let, or I was saying before, yeah, with uh, Alec and them. Oh yeah, I've talked to him about quitting a bunch of times because he gets so frustrated with with uh, players ditching you. Um, you know, and, it's, and it can be very disrespectful. And uh, yeah, and I mean, you know, I've I've had arguments with guys over it, and um, you know. I, yeah, and there's just some guys that, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I, I don't know why they ditch you. Why all of a sudden they feel that they that they're you know, it's just a lack of respect and whatever. So, um, yeah, which is unfortunate. I don't know why people would do that to people, but uh, yeah, and I, I'm not chasing them around. And hey, hey, bro, what are you doing now? Are we gonna do it? Are we gonna do it? Are we gonna do it? Like, no, you gave a time and a day, and, and if you don't show up, well, okay, well, I might send you one text. Hey, like, what's going on? What are you doing? And uh, if I don't get a reply, well, then that's, you know, guess you don't want to do the show that bad. So, and we move on. And, um, you know, and and it sucks because there's been a couple guys that I really wanted on the show, but, you know, they I guess they didn't want to. or Like, I mean, then that's fine. I've had guys, I, I just don't know why you wouldn't say no. You know, like, I don't, what, what do you say yes for and then just, like, no, not show up? I mean, why? Why not? If you never wanted to do it, just say no in the first place and we can all get on with our lives, you know? Like, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that part was frustrating, but, um, anyway, enough of that. This is, uh, it's a positive, positive. We made it to 100. Now, I'm not going to promise you assholes 100 more. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't like. I like right now going forward. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing the show and 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 doing as best I can and getting interviews for you guys. And and um, I'm hopefully hopefully hope. Geez, easy for you to say. I'm hoping um, that you guys will keep listening and um, and tell your friends. Uh, it sounds so funny to say, but it's like, I don't have an advertising budget. So my advertising is you guys. Um, if you could turn, you know, if you have a, if you have a friend out there that was into old time hockey or like the tough guys, I mean, you know, tell them about the podcast. Maybe they're not, maybe he's not a podcast guy. You know, I mean, I've, I've talked to a few people that, oh, I wasn't a podcast guy, but I started listening to your show. Um, so, you know, maybe that's what it takes. I mean, um. You know, because I, I, I mean, I'm on the network and, uh, you know, to keep me on the network, I'm going to need you guys to listen to the show. So, um, you know, and, and download it. Don't stream it, please. Download it. That's how I get paid. So if you're streaming this right now, I said the one time, can, can you hit stop and download it and then start listening again? Because help old Darren get paid. Honestly, that's how I do get paid. It goes by download numbers. So when you stream it, you're not helping anybody. Um you know, I'm, I'm thankful that you're listening, but I sound like Lars Ulrich, but, uh, or maybe don't download, I guess he, he would be like, don't download it. No, but, um, yeah, if you could download the episodes, those would be great. That it helps me out. And, um, you know, cause it gives an indication of where I am with the network and, uh, and that type of thing. And I honestly do get paid by the download. So, um, yes, please. But, um, yeah. What are we going to talk about here on number 100? Um, I have a few topics. Like I said, um, I'm just sort of treating this like another, another episode, another rant episode. I know it's Wednesday. Um, and normally the, it's interview day on Wednesday and then rant episode on Sunday. But since the Fitzgerald interview went two parts, 
Um, obviously it was a Wednesday and a Sunday, so I didn't want to break it up. So, um, you've had two interviews in a row. I spoiled you guys. It's the same guy. Sure. But, <laughs> um, you're, you're going to get stuck with my, with my ranting. Um, yeah, well, first of all, uh, I want to congratulate a couple guys. Um, first of all, the first one would be Brett Gallant, um, who went, who just played his 400th professional hockey game and uh man it's uh they don't come much tougher than than Brett Gallant they really don't and uh you know I just wanted to uh congratulate him and you know he's still going and uh you know which is um uh, I'm just trying to this is how again see this is where we're I'm, I'm really professional I want to see when he started playing pro hockey um, cause I know he played with, he played in the Manitoba or the Maritime League with, uh, Summerside and then, uh, yeah, 09. Yeah. So 11 years, um, started in Elmira in the East Coast League, um, Elmira Jackals, uh, with, uh, Steve Martinson as his coach. And, um, yeah. And I can remember, uh, my friend Eric telling me, Hey, you got to see this tough Maritimer, man. And, uh, and he did not, he was, he was not wrong. Um, I mean, he had been in the Quebec Junior League with, uh, St. John, uh, for a few couple seasons and Summerside and then, uh, and then turned pro and, uh, he was with Elmira and then, uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, a little bit, uh, with, uh, the Reading in the East Coast League and then Bridgeport for a bunch of years and, uh. For what for five years he was in Bridgeport. I didn't realize he'd been in Bridgeport that long, and uh, you know, and then uh, Lake Erie slash Cleveland for the rest here. Um, and and uh, like I said, Kurt, Curtis Gabriel has said it himself that, um, and I've had a few guys say it that Brett Gallant's the toughest guy in hockey right now, and uh, and that's including the NHL. And uh, I I really wish. Um, you know, um, this isn't a shot at Brett, but at third, you know, he's 32. I mean, you know, I, I believe the sun has set on that, on that. He got his NHL games. I wish the Islanders had given him more time. Um, you know, and then he gets called up and he drops Matt Cass in in this fight, you know, and so it would have been nice to see him get some more NHL time. Um, but he had a great fight in the preseason. Um, that was here in Saskatoon when he fought Brian McGratton. Um, and the, so that was cool. Um, or was it Regina that he fought? No, it was in Saskatoon he fought McGratton. Um, and there is video of that, of that, uh, fight out on YouTube. Um, and he did great in it. And this is right at the height of, uh, you know, a big earn and, uh, kind of being the champ. And there's, and there's, uh, you know, Grat or, uh, do I keep saying Gratton? Like, I mean, Gallant. I don't, how many times have I said Gratton? Uh, yeah, Brett Gallant. Did I say Brett Gratt? What what am I doing here? I've I just like caught myself about to say Gratton, and I'm starting to think back. How many times have I said Gratton? Gallant, yeah, Brett Gallant, and and well, and his brother Alex, who's a bad dude too, um, you know, who's still playing and beating people up. Um, between the two of them, Jesus, um, no, Brett Gallant. Sorry, folks. That, oh, that, now that's bugging me, but I don't want to go back and edit because we're 20 minutes in and I don't want to redo this episode. So, uh, forgive me for saying, if I was saying Gratton, I can't remember if I was or not. Um, I don't know why that was stuck in my head as Gratton, 
But anyway, maybe I didn't. I don't know. Yeah. Episode 100, folks. This is good stuff. <laughs> but no, just Brett Gallant. Um, yeah, and Curtis Gabriel has said, he's the toughest guy probably in hockey. And um, yeah, he's awesome. And uh, I've talked to him a bunch of times on Twitter. Tried to talk him into doing the show. He's not a big talking guy. Um, so he kind of politely declined, um, which is a shame. Because I think he'd be a lot of fun to talk to. And uh, maybe someday, after he was retired, if I could talk him into it, maybe get a few uh, Alexander Keith in him and, and we could open him up. I know I know uh, Alec, Alex uh, Gallant did uh, William the Biscuit show. Um, so maybe we'll get Alex on. I'd like to do that too, have Alex on. Maybe we'll do a brother's, maybe he can talk Brett in when they're, when they're back home one day. Maybe can, they can, you know, sit around, uh, get him on a Skype call or something and, uh, we could do something, but, cause I'd, I'd love to talk to him. I know Joe would be over the, over the moon to talk to him. Um, so, uh, you know, Joe with the Islander, uh, the show there, but, oh yeah, I didn't, oh, I didn't do the sponsors. Actually, I'll do that right now. Um, I know I have to, I, I always want to say this in the shows. I've done it for a hundred episodes. I'm going to do it for a hundred more guys. So break this in. Um, oh, also, um, I didn't realize cause I don't list, go back and listen to my stuff. Um, I didn't realize about the ads that they put in at the start of the show. Um, you know, with, uh, uh, draft Kings and that type of thing. Um, I've had somebody, they didn't complain to me about it, but they kind of brought it up. I will say, um, you know, that, Honestly, that, that's how we pay for things around here. And uh, in truth, I should be doing those ad reads. Um, I need to get on that. I keep, you know, I always, I just think they kind of have something plugged in, so they just do it. But um, that's that's my own fault. But nonetheless, even if I was doing them, you were going to be getting an ad. Um, you know, unfortunately with podcasting, that's if you're, when you're on a network and you're trying to, and you know, and you have talent getting paid and, and, and to keep the bills paid, um, you need sponsorship. Well, those ads... You know, it's not like we can slap them on the boards and you can just see them as we're playing. I mean, obviously, in the podcasting audio world, um, you need to you need to do the ads. And I know it's annoying, like when you're watching YouTube and all of a sudden an ad comes on and you try to clip, skip ad really quick. It's the same idea. Um, that's how YouTube pays. That's how YouTube creators get paid is through those ads, and that's how us podcasters get paid is through those ads. So I, on one hand, I'm going to apologize to you for, um, you know, I don't think we're going to, in, uh, you know, swarm you with ads as we go on here. Um, but I will say going forward, um, there might be a few more ads here and there in the show, um, as we get sponsorship. And, uh, I hope that doesn't, um, uh, I, I don't think it would. I don't think anybody would stop listening to a show because of it. I'd hope not. Because I'd hope you guys listening would understand why we're doing it. Um, at the same time, I'm thinking going forward, there'll probably be more ads in this show. Um, it, just because obviously due to show length as well, it sort of sets up to have more ads in it. Um, so I, you know... So I'm, I was going to apologize, but I'm not going to really apologize for it because it's commerce, right? And that's how we get paid. Um, so sorry for the inconvenience. Um, I don't want to tell you to fast forward it because all the sponsors are, oh, the network guys are yelling at me right now to not say that, you know. But um, at the same time, um, I know with DraftKings, um, I know there's a lot of guys that bet out there and like are into fantasy sports. Check out DraftKings. I mean, I'm sure if you're really into it, you already do anyway. Um, but if you're thinking about the fantasy sports thing and stuff, 
um, and you're on another. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a big fan. Of, I'm like a sports better, but I'm not a big into fantasy stuff. Um, I mean, we used to do fantasy football, obviously, back in the day. But uh, you know, in terms of like the daily fantasy sports, I haven't really. I know what it is, but I haven't really done it. My brother's big into it though, um, and I don't know if you can do it other places or whatever. But if you if you haven't done it and you're looking into doing it, um, like I said, DraftKings and the promo codes THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, yeah, for your first deposit, check it out. And um, yeah, and that's what we're doing. And um, and like I said, going forward, we, we had a cool hockey thing. And, uh, you know, we try to do different promos. Um, I'm going to try to uh, get a couple sh- uh, sponsorships maybe that if you use, you know, 4LV or something, we can get a discount or and, and try to find some cool shit. Um, I actually have a few guys, and I know there's a couple characters that have been on my show that have businesses that I would like to, I'm going to talk to off air and hopefully maybe get them um, you know, sponsor the show or we could do a couple giveaways or something or, or get you guys listening a discount code. Um, cause I think that'd be kind of cool, right? Help listeners out too. And we always say you're buying the shit anyway. If I can help you get 20% off or something, Hey, why not? 20% is 20%, right? Especially in this day and age. Um, so going forward, um, I, I'm going to say you're not going to hear less ads. We'll put it that way. You're only going to hear more, but at the same time, I don't want to turn it into a, you know, a European hockey Jersey. But, um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a few more here and there. Uh, but, and I really hope you guys actually support them. Um, you know, if, if it's a product that you guys like or are interested in trying, um, I hope you do. And, uh, and you use the promo code because that helps the network out. It's all, you know, kind of, uh, it's all circular, right? And we all helping, uh, you know, you're helping us out and all the network and all the shows. And, um, so yes, there's my little, ad thing, but I should be doing these ad reads, but, um, no, I'm a proud member of the hockey podcast network and there's over 50 shows on the network. Um, it seems every day they're getting a new show and they're putting it on. Um, all the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Um, also myself, Terry Ryan, Brad Lieb, there's, um, you know, we're on the original content side. Um, I know they just started a new show. Um, I know they have an analytic, an analytics show and I want to say this is a mental health show. Um, I, the name escapes me. I just read it briefly online the other day. Um, but I know they're always trying to get new, not just with the NH, not just with the NHL teams and stuff like that, but they're trying to branch out into different areas of hockey, whether it be analytics, myself and the, whatever, with the fighting department or whatever you want to call it, the ex player with Terry Ryan, um, Brad, Brad leaves kind of a life after hockey. Um, this one is the, the, the mental health. Uh, aspect of the game um, so I know the network has really tried to branch out um, to a number of different fields and so they're always adding stuff um, so I encourage you guys to check that, those shows out um, for my off network friends of course Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles um, he has an Islander Enforcer podcast um, if you're listening to this show for any length of time you know Joe's show He's had Mick Fakota on, Aaron Ashram, Eric Bolton. Right now, he's in the middle of the Trevor Gillies Marathon. He's on episode five with Trevor Gillies. It's been a great interview. Um, yeah, Joe does a great job. He does a season's breakdowns. I laughed. He actually just did a rant. His last episode was a rant episode. Um, I can feel you, Joe. I feel your pain. Um, but yeah, he is, uh, Joe's been around. Um, I'm not as old as Joe, as I like to point out. Um, like I always say, I believe, I believe Joe's social and social security number is six. Uh, and, uh, hold on. 
Um, you know, was it sold? They didn't have history in school. Uh, that type of thing. So I can, I can feel I, I, I'm, I'm right there with Joe. I'm catching up to him slowly, you know. You know, we're getting that old when we, you know, when we cough, we, we fart, we sneeze, and we piss all at the same time. Um, that's how old we are. But, um, you know, but not as old as Joe. No. Joel, Joe sold that he was, he was around when the Dead Sea was just sick. So, how many more Rodney Dangerfield jokes can I throw out there? But, um, no, Joe does a great job. And like I said, um, you know, I've been, it's been great, uh, you know, with the, with this hobby and uh, with the, in the fight community. I've known Joe for 20 years, uh, going back to the old message board days, talking to him on there, um, read his stuff in magazines and in books. And, um, and, and it's been a real, it's been a real, um, fun journey kind of taking the podcasting journey with them as well. And, uh, again, another guy that I, that I talk to privately a lot about things, um, to do with podcasting or with guests or show ideas or, and stuff like that. And Joe's always got time for a response and, um, and, and reading it, it's, I know it's a thought out response. It's not just, oh yeah, yeah, no, that'd be good too. You know, I know he took time into replying to it and, um, and I always appreciated that. And, um, and I know, um, if I reached out and called him, it'd be the same thing. I know I'd get a good conversation out of him and thoughtful answers. And I appreciate that, Joe. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, and I, and hopefully Joe feels the same and we, uh, bounce ideas back. Oh, phone calls. It's a real classy operation here. Uh, now I'm distracted. Where was I? Oh, I was doing, uh, no, with, uh, with Joe and, uh, you know, I want to, I, you know, Thank him for all the, the time he takes to respond to my ranting and bitching and my questions. And, uh, you know, and I, and, and same, I know, uh, well, I, I, I would think Joe knows that, I mean, he could phone me or text me at, at any time and, uh, and I'll, I'll do my best to give him a, a, a solid answer. And, uh, so no, it's been, it's been really fun in that, in that sense, kind of taking that, that podcasting journey with Joe and, uh, you know, and, you know, we try to, uh, you know, help each other out as much as we can and try to, uh, get, you know, with guests or whatever. I mean, Joe's obviously, it's a little tougher, you know, with the Islander, um, um, themed, uh, of his show. Um, obviously I'm wide open and can have whoever, so it's a little different in that sense, but, um, definitely try to help each other out and, uh, it's been great. And, uh, but definitely check out his show. He's got an amazing back catalog. And, and like I said, Joe's thorough, does a great job, takes it serious. And, um, yeah. Also, uh, Dan, Paul, and Kelly at the Obey the Puck show. Uh, got my, I got my Obey the Puck sh- show threads. My t-shirt is here. Uh, looking stylish. I am ready for Fashion Week in Milan. And, uh, but they do a great job. And, uh, Fred and Dave over at the Slewfoot show. It's a couple current shows. I know I always bitch about current hockey, but I always listen to them because they're good people. And I always say I listen to them so I don't have to watch. So thank you. Um, yes, they do, they do a great job. And, um, yes, and they're nice people. There, there are my plugs for my off network friends. Now what, folks? Um, Oh, on social media, if you are so inclined to be on there. Although these days, I don't know why anybody would be. But if you are on social media, um, check out my Twitter account. Well, everything's Fourth Line Voice. Fourth Line Voice on Twitter. Fourth Line Voice on Facebook. 
Um, so send me a friend's request or a follow or what have you. Um, drop me a line. As they say, the DMs are open, as the kids say. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. Um, if there's a topic I should talk about, if there's a guest I should get, or if you want to come on and you have a story to tell me, um, I'd love to hear about all of that. Drop me a line and let me know. Um, as well, the big one, fourth line voice on YouTube, over 2,500 fight videos from junior to pro. I have everything sorted. So if you want to do the little search thing, when you get to this, to my site, uh, yeah, it's all there. OHL, NHL, you know, W WCHL. We got the West Coast Hockey League on there. I got lots of stuff on there. Um, so definitely check it out. Um, I will say since joining Facebook about two months ago, um, it has really boomed my YouTube account um, in terms of views. Um, you know, because I, I blast them all over Facebook and, and uh, you know, they'll get a couple hundred views in a couple days. And, uh, you know, I mean, in the grand scheme of things of a YouTube influencer, I mean, that's not a big deal. But, you know, in my in my section of YouTube, that's a lot of views. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll try to keep putting up... Uh, I try weekly to put up at least a couple more fights every week. Um, you know, sometimes you just, you sort of forget, but, um, but definitely subscribe to the channel and, uh, and, and keep checking back. And like I said, I'll try to keep throwing up some new stuff for you, but with 2,500 videos, I mean, you got a lot of, I'm pretty sure no one out there has watched all 2,500 and, uh, and I'm not putting up boring shit. So I can tell you they're all good and, or unique in their own way. And they might, they might not be the greatest fight, but they might have some, in terms of hockey fights. I, I also try to put up stuff that has like some historical value in the hockey fight sense. Like, um, like recently I had a, the Hershey Bears DVD and I put up, uh, Craig Berube's fight with, uh, Dwight Schofield in Hershey. And, you know, the fight was okay, but it was not, you're kind of watching it. It was like, eh, yeah, great. Um, but the significance was, is that was Craig Berube's first pro fight. So I thought that was really cool, and I wanted to put it on there. Um, you know, just stuff like that. Or, you know, you see guys in junior like Colt Norton Swift Current or Wade Belak with the Blades. I try to put that stuff up so you get to see them as, as teenagers uh, just starting out or in the minors. Um, like I just put up a Belak. Uh, it's been up for a while, but I put it on Facebook. Uh, you know, Frank Bialois and, and Wade Belak fighting in the American Hockey League playoffs one year. Um, you know, Wade's with Hershey. Frank's in Philadelphia. So that was, you know, just stuff like that. Um you know, or, uh, or a guy, like I said, a guy's first fight or what have you. Um, you know, something with, um, you know, where you don't see him every day. You know, uh, I'd love to say I put up some Bob Probert Jr. fights, but unfortunately those aren't, I think there's about five of those in existence, unfortunately. Um, although I do have some pretty good American League stuff. Um, maybe I'll start putting that up a little bit. Um, you know, but Tony Twist the Blades, Kelly Chase with the Blades. Um, you know, some just some good, um, Cordick, John Cordick, uh, in the minors, um, Scott Parker with the Kelowna Rockets, all that stuff you'll find on my channel. Um, again, for most of the people listening, you already know this, so I know I'm chewing my food twice, but, uh, you know, I, I know hopefully I picked up a few new listeners from the, uh, oh, I might have lost a friggin' 30 minutes into this mud show, um, but I have some new listeners, um, as, well, I know I have some new listeners because I see the numbers keep going up. So I'm, I'm not trying to sound like an asshole by saying that or arrogant or whatever. But, I mean, it's true. I've seen the numbers go up. So clearly I have new listeners. Um, so I would encourage you to please check out my YouTube channel and subscribe. And uh, that way you won't miss a single punch. But um, another guy, another thing, guys, and I'm, this is, I'm all seriousness. I'm going to break this down for you here. 
Um, I had Steve on a few episodes ago from when ProvertWasKing.com, and Steve has started up a GoFundMe because um, everybody remembers the Drop Your Gloves website, you know, the yellow site with all the fight cards that everybody went to and had video on it, and it was a tremendous site that just went away. Um, and everybody's ever since then has bitched and moaned about the fact that it's gone. And I'm, I'm serious guy. I'm going to give a bunch of people shit right now. Um, Steve has started up the GoFundMe. He's looked into it. He finally took the bull by the horns. Everybody whined and complained for a year that it's been gone. Well, Steve finally went and he's going to, went in and found out how much it's going to cost to do such a big media site and everything else. And yeah, it's not cheap. And especially with that much that we want to do with it, adding video to it and everything. Um, it's like 10 grand. And to get it done right, this is, we're not talking some GeoWare site from, you know, from, you know, 1999. Um, this is some serious shit. And for what we want to do and the capabilities, it's really expensive. And he went to, uh, to a computer guy and that's shopped around and that was sort of the price he was told. Um, so he started a GoFundMe and, um, and I had him on to talk about it. And Steve has been all over social media. Twitter and Facebook putting it out there. So have I. So is, I know Joe has religiously put it out every day. Um, you, you can't go to any hockey fight based Facebook page, I don't think, and see that link and the GoFundMe and Steve uh, talking about it. And I'm going to say, guys, right now, and I'm for all my listeners out there and whatever, you know, you know, I'm I'm fucking really disappointed in people. I mean, I know it's tough times and, and everything, and that, you know, I'm not expecting people to give hundreds and hundreds of dollars. But holy shit, I mean, that, that old site had thousands of members. If we could all get every member to put in 10 bucks, shit, we'd have had the money by now. But I mean, all of a sudden, as soon as you need money, everyone gets alligator arms. You know, can't reach their fucking wallets. You know, last time I went and looked, there's less than 50 donators. Are, seriously? I mean, on, on, Social media constantly, I hear people crying that, this, that the drop your gloves is gone. Well, here's your chance to bring it back. And oh, as soon as you ask for any money, it's, you know, fucking tumbleweeds. Like, what are we doing here? Like, do you want it or not? You know, and then we've had other guys. I know John tried to do with the fight DVDs, pick out five DVDs from his collection for 25 bucks. The money will go to the thing. He had a grand total of one person take him up on it. I've tried to sell pro, uh, the Probert print. I found the really cool Probert print from back in the day at the Red Wings uniform. You know, and I said for $24, shipping included, you know, all the money will go to this. Oh, sold a grand total of three. And I have tire kickers, for Christ's sake. Are we, is it on flimsy paper? What kind of card stock is it on? Seriously? 24 I said $24, not 2400 Holy shit, 24 bucks, shipping included? Canadian or American, whatever is easier for you to pay? And you go, uh, I'll let you know. Oh, really? Oh, okay, thanks. You know, I will say, first of all, thank you to Kent Staniforth. He's not going to say it or put his name on the page, but I'll say it out loud. Who donated $224.24 for the Prober pitcher. So thank you, Kent. Good dude. By the way, also, for the folks out there in Lloyd Minster, you need your tires, go to Fountain Tire in Lloyd Minster. Can't hook you up, good dude. Any, long, any long-term any long -term listeners will know I've pumped uh, Fountain Tire in Lloyd Minster up a few times. But Kent's always been a good dude. 
um, have been a, was a great guest and uh, and has been more than generous numerous times with me. And uh, for the, him to step up and do that was great. And um, and again, he's not going to say it. I mean, it could have been easy easy enough for him to go put it on there and put his name on there, but he didn't. Um, same thing, Josh Mazer, he donated. You know, and I know a lot of players that I've talked to love that website. Don't see your names on the donation list, boys. I'm calling you out on it. And again, I'm not saying everyone has to donate $224 or $500 or $100. Hell, 20 bucks, 10 bucks. Shit, if everybody that's bitched about missing it donated 10 bucks, we'd have a new site by now and we'd all be looking at it. But I don't, so I don't know what the problem is with people. You know, you all want it. You all complain that it's gone. Here's Steve trying to get it going again. And, you know, all of a sudden you look around, no one's around anymore. You know, so I don't, I don't know what more to say. Um, you know, thank you to, uh, Chris and Travis, uh, for, for buying the pictures. I appreciate it. Uh, same with Joe. Got to, I, I, I dropped, I dropped Joe's off at his house today. It was nice meeting you, Joe. I, I, I was on company time though, so I couldn't really stay and talk. I kind of wanted to kick up a wicker though and maybe grab some beers and, and bullshit with you. Now that I know where you live. Oh, look at this area. You got to see the area Joe lives in. Holy shit. I'm in the wrong business. Garbage ain't paying. I, could, I was going to tell Joe if I had your money, I'd burn mine. Holy, what a what a pad. Guard dog coming up front. Holy shit, it was a real scene. <laughs> but I, I hope, uh, by the way, I hope Mrs. Da- I, I hope Mrs. Daniels uh, enjoys the DVD. But um, thank you, Joe. But um, And thank you for listening. I appreciate it, man. Really do. And uh, and when this is all cleared up and we got time and I, we're not in coveralls, and I'm not in coveralls, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go for beers maybe. Uh, you're buying, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, so yeah, four guys. Uh, thanks. Thanks. Thanks folks. You know, I, I put, I put the friggin' picture up on, on the, on the, on the Probert fan site. I mean, holy shit. And I, uh, oh, how do I get this? Uh, uh this might be okay. Is, uh, how is it? Where's the link? Really? Like, I, I don't know beyond my, my post what more needs to be explained. I mean, if you want a picture, just send me a direct message. And we'll figure out whether you can e-transfer or PayPal or whatever is easiest for you. We'll get your uh, get your mailing address and I'll get it out the door to you. I, I, I don't know how hard, why everyone's making this so complicated. Are there more? Well, yeah. Like, I just printed them out on cardstock. Like, it wasn't about the Prober picture. It was about fundraising for the site, and this was sort of a bonus for doing it. But I see all these people love Probert so much. I'm like, well, this is kind of a unique print that I always thought was kind of cool. Um, I've seen it sold on eBay for, like, 50 bucks. So I'm like, well, I'll sell it for 24 and, you know, we can get money for the site, too. And, you know, apparently that was, I don't know, charity is hard, I guess. Um, you know, I don't get it. I thought I would have sold a whole bunch of these. Because I know the fundraising was going a little slow. So, and I was racking my brain trying to come up with something how to make some extra money for it. And, uh, in my, in my, uh, journeys of cleaning up the room here, getting ready to move, like I said, I came across that Probert print, uh, in a folder. So I was like, sweet. And I thought right away, you know, the, the light bulb went off and I thought this would be a really cool to sell. And, uh, yeah, all four of them, I guess, you know. So I don't, I don't know what more to say um, for everybody listening out there that hasn't don't which is most of you haven't donated because 
Like I said, I think there's 50 in total. To those that have, thank you very much. Now, again, there's some ones that are, are come up anonymous, so I don't know who they are. Well, obviously, I don't know who they are. Um, but I'm just, you know, if you ever went to that website, um, you know how good it was, and you know how much time you spent on it. And, and like I said, I get the times are tough, and some people can't afford it. I'm not talking to you. But I know there are plenty of people that can't afford it. And like I said, it doesn't have to be lots. 20 bucks. Something. Is it that hard? $20? I mean, you spend that on coffee in a week. You know, like, maybe just don't go for, don't go with a double, maybe don't get the extra large double, double, get a medium for a week. Uh, And the 10 that's left over, give to the drop your gloves. You know, this isn't a scam. This isn't like, no, we want to, we want to get the site back up and going. And we all know how great it was. We all miss it. So Steve, Steve's doing this, and 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 people are just shutting him out. And I don't understand. Like, why? Everybody loved this site. What what's going on, boys? Like, what, what are we doing here? Why, you know, why do I have to sit and motherfuck you guys? Like, you know, I don't like doing it. I'm not, I don't like yelling at people to, but I don't, you know. And again, I'm not expecting every single person to donate a hundred dollars that listens to the show. But I mean, if you listen to the show, I can guarantee you were on the Drop Your Gloves website too, and spent a lot of time on it. So, and why would you not want that back? And Steve's, and you wouldn't want a, a, a more passionate person than Steve doing it. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I bitched about it last episode. I'm going to bitch about it the next episode. You know, again, ten bucks, twenty bucks, sell something, put, the, and the proceeds go to the site. I don't know. Uh, anything, it, it all helps, and we're all, we're all, hey, we're all fight fans, we're all aiming to try to get the same thing, so, you know, hopefully the folks out there listening, you guys will donate, and like I said, just go online, the friggin' link is everywhere, if you don't have it, or you don't know where to find it, or whatever, just get a hold of me, I'll, I'll direct you to it, hockeyfights at hotmail.com, send me an email then, if you're not on social media. Hockeyfights at hotmail.com. All one word. Yes, I still have a Hotmail account. Send me. Just put link in the subject title. And I will I will direct you to where to go. Or how about that? Yeah, if you sent, here's another way. If you want a digital copy of the proper picture. Like instantly. Hockeyfights at hotmail.com. I'll send you the link. And as soon as you donate, I'll email you the digital copy of the proper picture. That way you can go to Walmart or Kinko's or wherever you want to go to or at your own house on your own printer and you can print it out, slap it in a frame and put it on the wall within 10 minutes. How's that if you donate? Anybody donating right now, I will send you the digital copy of that picture for every don- for a donation. And that way you could literally have it printed out and on your wall in less than 10 minutes. Hockeyfights at Hotmail.com or if you're on social media, you know where to find me on Twitter or on Facebook. Say, hey man, I just donated to the to the to the link. Where's my picture? And I will email it to you. How's that? I mean, you know, that's I'm just trying to raise money, guys. And you know, I don't know what else to do. So hopefully you guys listening will do it. 
But what are we talking about here? I mean, I've ranted and raved about everything, and I've, at over 50 minutes in, I haven't really talked about anything. Um, well, I, <clears throat> I think we talked about uh, Brett Gallant playing his 400th game. Of course, Milan Lucic played 1,000. Um, there's another guy I can remember from junior. I remember Chris out in Vancouver telling, oh, you got to see this guy we got out here, man. And, uh, you know, played with Coquitlam in the BC League for a year, and then with the Vancouver Giants. And I've been a fan since then. And to see his... Uh, you know, to see him go on from junior all the way through the NHL to uh, um, have the career that he's had, a thousand games, um, you know, unbelievable. And, uh, you know, and especially that, you know, a physical type role like that to last that long, um, you know, tough guy. And I mean, yeah, he's got his detractors online, of course. And, you know, the last few years, you know, offensively been a little tough. But, um, you know, and he's winding down, obviously, at that age and that many games. Um but uh, he's proven here a couple times in the last little bit that he can still fight. And, uh, you know, he's always a tough dude. And, um, yeah, I've always been a huge Lucic fan. And uh, so a 1,000 games is really cool to see from him. So congratulations. But uh, um, one of the topics, like you guys know, um, I like to, when I'm bouncing around social media, I kind of write things down for the week or I see things in a Facebook group that it's like, um, that's sort of an interesting topic. Um <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about Scott Stevens this week. I think we talked about Scott. I think I talked about Scott Stevens about three weeks in a row. I'm done talking about Double S. Um, one of the topics that did come up was um, was kind of like uh, what I guess what perceived as a knockout artist or um, you know guys with big KO reps and, and stuff like that. And of course, Joe Coaster's name, rightfully so, always comes to you know um, probably the the top of most people's lists, um, um, you know, in terms of that. Uh, but then somebody, I think it was Alec actually, uh, brought up Rob Ray's name and, um, you know, and then the sort of the debate became while Ray, nah, he's not really, you know, Coaster knocked out better guys and Ray kind of knocked out secondary guys and, um, you know, and, and all that. Um, so really we got going back and forth about, the guys that each of them have, have, have knocked out or TKO'd or whatever you want to call it. And, um, yeah, it was, and it was sort of, um, well, I think first of all, the whole, the idea of, I, I think sometimes it's lost on, on people that like how hard it is to knock someone out on skates. I mean, uh, it's not boxing. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I know it's a bare fist fight, but, you know, you're, so you don't have the power when you're on skates that you do, obviously, when you're on ground. And, uh, you know, you're tugging and pulling and there's jerseys and everything. And there's a lot of things that go into it. So to get a knockout on a guy is really rare. Um, even a guy like Bob Probert, yeah, he won a lot of fights. But how many knockouts did Probert really have? Like, not many. Um, you know, in the grand scheme or Domi or Berube and guys like that. I mean, um, so it's not an easy thing to do. So let's, well, I'll preface this whole conversation with that. Um, but uh, it came up and then it was sort of like, well, who was the bigger, whatever you want to call it, knockout artist, I guess, is, you know, I guess for lack of better term, uh, Coaster Ray. And um, yeah, so I've kind of like, I brought up the old Drop Your Glove site through the magic of the Wayback Machine. And um, yeah, let's, you know, we could definitely have a look at, at some of the NHL uh, uh KOs of, uh, we'll start with Joey Koser. Um, 
you know, uh, yeah, Don Jackson. That was a big one. He busted up Jackson pretty good. Um, um, Jeff Jackson, Brian Curran, uh, Gary Nyland. Again, I'm just sort of quickly scrolling through where they have the win loss TKO. Now you can, now this could be debated if it was a knockout TKO or just sort of slipped, whatever. I won't break it down that much. I'm just going to kind of a food for thought, sort of make my example here that was, or that was being made in the, in the discussion. And I'll let you listeners, you know, uh, you can come up with it. Um, Luke Richardson. Um, actually, I just posted that fight with Luke Richardson. Um, I don't know if I'd call it a knockout. Ah, that, eh, I wouldn't say that was a knockout. But, uh, of course, the famous one was with Jim Kite. And, um, you know, that was uh, that that was one of the most vicious um, hockey fight knockouts you'll ever see. He had one very similar, actually, in the American Hockey League with Jim Playfair. Um, which, uh, again, if, uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, that fight is on there. Um, and that fight actually almost ended... Not only almost ended Koser's career, but he almost lost his arm because he uh, he ended up getting an infection because his knuckle, of course, hit him in the hit uh, teeth right with the saliva, and uh, his arm puffed up and he was in the hospital and it was looking really bad. And you, you actually, if you Google Joey Koser hand or something or whatever, you'll see a picture of him in the hospital in the hospital bed with the tiger's hat on and sitting there. And um, I don't at the time I don't think he knew how serious it was. But yeah, he almost lost his arm over that knockout because uh, of the infection. But yeah, but vicious knockout of Playfair. Um, the exact, it's pretty well spitting image to the to the kite one, and uh, yeah, that was vicious. Um, uh, Claude Boyvine, uh, you know Jay Caulfield, Troy Loney, uh, Mike Eagles, Neil Wilkinson. Um, you know, those those are kind of the knockouts on Coaster's card. Um, now, um, Jim Kite at the time was was a top guy. Um, Jim Kite himself has said that that fight pretty well. Um, uh, I don't it didn't end his career because he played a lot longer, but that really affected him that fight with Coaster, and he was never the same fighter after that. Before that, and of course now, yo, good night, Jim Kite, and all that stuff, and and it's almost like, and and very un, unfairly is sort of viewed as a, you know, it's kind of a punchline to a joke, and it shouldn't be because Jim Kite was a bad dude, man. He was a tough guy, big guy, fought wide open, did it a long time. But if you go back to early Jim Kite in the early '80s, I mean, he dropped Dave Brown. Um, you know, uh, he had some great fights, and Jim Kite was a legit guy and a top guy in the NHL. For a few years until unfortunately he ran into Joey. Uh, and then even after that he was still solid. Um, but Jim did take some losses. He had of course the, the brutal one there with, beaten, uh, with Dave Brown that everybody remembers that you know Brown's doing the that was vicious man. The ground and pound deal and, and all that. Um, you know and he took a tough one against Ray. And I mean Jim did get caught a few times but in the meantime though he was just a tough defenseman though with that um, you know to definitely be respected in terms of, <clears throat> of of what he did, um, but at the time when Coaster got him, he was a top guy, one of the you know. So <clears throat> I'll, I'll give that one uh, for sure. Um, other than that, those other names that I'm reading off, and I don't mean this in any disrespect to any of those guys, but again, eh, we're not really talking. 
the point of this is what I, I guess I should have led with this. Um, in the conversation, there's a bunch of us having it. And uh, the guys that were sort of in the coaster camp, um, their whole thing was the amount the coaster knocked out and how he was feared um, compared to Ray. Um, and there might be something to this. I, when people fought Joey Coaster, yeah, they probably did fight him, fight him differently than they fought Ray. I mean, you would definitely tie coasters right up a lot more. With Ray, you might be a little more freewheeling or or uh, or feel that you could get away with going a little more wide open with Ray than you could with Coaster. You know, I, I get what they're saying. I get it. Um, perhaps. Um, I would think, though, after a few years, um, I think especially with Ray, with the Dave Brown, um, after that, I think... I don't think people would be so eager to go open with Ray. And, um, and I, and I say that, and well, to go back to coaster, I will say this. Um, and I don't, and I, and I'm a huge Joe coaster fan and this is in no way, um, meant to sound really disrespectful to him. I, I don't want to say it was easier for him, but I think for, uh, maybe not. Well, but I'm just looking and it's like, I think for a lot of times when he was in Detroit with Pro, Prober did the heavy lifting, you know, and I'm like, I'm not saying Joey picked the spot. I'm not saying anything like that, or he was fighting scrubs or, but you just go look and it's just like, you know, you know, just looking at his card, you know, Terry Johnson, Dave Langevin, Willie Platt. Well, Willie was all right. But he was at the end of the line there. Um, you know, Doug Bodger, Rick Natras, uh, Dave Lowry, Mike McPhee, Ryan Walter, Mo Mantha, Steve Dyke, Randy Moeller, Jerry DuPont, Randy Boyd, Evan Marquardt, Jim Pavese, Brad Maxwell, Joe Sorella, Jamie McCowan. Eh, you know, like Garrett Shane Court, Jocelyn Lemieux. You know, Kevin Hatcher, you know, on, but I mean, he had the Kurt Frazers and the McClellans and stuff on that, but I, I think he was a number two, like, like, but again, he fought McSorley and all that and Baruby and, um, you know, he fought McSorley a bunch of time, Craig Cox and, um, you know, Todd Ewan, he did fight Jay Miller. That was a really good fight, actually. Um, you know, but, you know, for every one of those, there's a Dwayne Sutter, Rick Vive, Lindy Ruff, Dirk Graham, Dana Merzen, um, Del Garno, Rich Pilon, you know, Buckberger, I mean, you know, whatever, but, um, not knocking Buckberger, but, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, Tagliani, eh, you know, Featherstone, oh, those are big guys, though, but Gary Roberts, stuff like that, um, Adam Burt, Steve Conroy. Dave Lowry again, you know, um, there's a lot, Daryl Shannon, like there's just a lot of names on there that, you know, are just secondary guys. And to me, um, Steve and I had this discussion when we talked about the top 25 of all time. I know there's a lot of people that love to yell about Coaster being in the top 10 of all time. And that's fine. That's everyone's opinion. Everyone has an opinion about their lists. Um, and, and Joey, again, I, I love Joey Coaster. This isn't, I'm not trying to 
besmirch his name or anything. Um, but if you go back and, and you honestly look at his fight card and stuff, you know, there's a lot of secondary fights on there, secondary guys. And, um, and, and I, later on when he was at the Rangers and he was the lone gun, then he, you know, he really, um, uh, you know, fought named guys because he was the lone guy, you know, with the Grimson Laws, Ed Probert himself, he fought, um, you know, Barubi, Fakota, Brashear, VLs, Reed Simpson, you know, whatever, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, uh, you know, so his Ranger run was a little different than his Detroit run for sure. Um, and you know, and of course, Coaster always had the hand problems like pretty well right from the get go. Um, but I don't know. I always just, I, I always sort of, I don't want to say I held it against them, but compared to other top guys, like when you talk about, again, I'm going off topic from the Ray thing, but when you talk about, to me, I've always been a big fight card guy. Who is your competition? It's like, oh, he barely lost. Yeah, but again, when you're fighting Daryl Shannon, eh, you know, okay, you shouldn't be losing. Um you know, so my that's always been my knock on Joey has been his fight card, and uh, for a lot of his career, and um, you know, so to go, uh, but to get back to the knockout thing, um, so again, when I'm throwing out these names, um, you know, like, well, let's do Rays here. We'll do Rob Rays. I mean, they initially start out. Actually, it's funny. It was his very first NHL fight with Marquardt. Um, I didn't remember that knockout right before I started recording this. I actually went to YouTube and looked it up. The angles, the camera angle is really shitty. It's hard to tell. And it's right along the boards and it kind of throws an uppercut and Mark Workers down. But I don't, I, they have it as a TKO on here. I don't know about that. Maybe it was, but, um, yeah, I don't know. But besides that, um, Gerald Diddick. I really like Gerald Diddick. Um, you know, yeah, Kevin Deneen, Mark Potvan. I mean, you know, um, Jeff Chikrin, uh, Scott Daniels, uh, Jim Kite, Dennis Vial, uh, Brad Brown, Steve Webb, uh, uh, Moose Morissette, uh, Dennis Bonvi, uh, Cote, Patrick Cote, um, I don't know, that was more of a T, uh, he kind of clipped him with that one. Um, uh, Fedoric, uh, I was going to say Ponikarovsky, but I probably won't throw that one out there, but so it's, um, you know, and I would, I would add Dave Brown to that list. That was more of a, of a sort of a standing, but you could tell Brown was dazed and the refs came in and that was sort of, even Robbery himself has said that fight sort of was the one that turned his career. Um, but, uh, so which, this is leading somewhere. Um, so when we were kind of going back and forth, I brought up the Morissette and the Bonvi knockouts, um, to which the reply was, well, those are minor league, and Cote, and, uh, well, those guys were minor league fringe guys. Well, yeah, but I'm like, you know, Morissette and Patrick Cote proved that they could obviously, and Bonvi, all proved that they could hang with NHL guys. Like Morissette buckled Probert, you know, you go back and watch Patrick Cote's two years in Nashville. He was, and especially his rookie year when he led the league in fights, he didn't lose many fights. And he was, he buckled, he dropped Sandy McCarthy 
and there was a lot of good fights there. And, uh, and you know, unfortunately, his career got ended because of the drug bust at the border. But Morissette and those guys could hang in the NHL. And then it became, well, they're minor league guys. <clears throat> and which is a stigma that gets put on guys. And I think some people, not everybody, but some people, and I'm not saying the people that were involved in this conversation thought that, but I've seen it said before that, well, if they were that tough, they'd be in the NHL. <laughs> you know, which, you know, that that's not true at all. And it's the same with players. It's like I've always said, I... I I, please don't think that every guy in the NHL is better than every guy in the American League because that's not the case. And it was the same thing with fighting. Like I just listed off like Jay Caulfield and Neil Sheehy and guys like that. Those guys played four, five, six hundred NHL games. Do you really think Neil Sheehy was a better fighter than Dave Morissette, Patrick Cote, or Mel Engelstad or Rocky Thompson? Are you high? Or Tory Robertson or Ed Kostelik? Claude Boyvine? Like in terms of toughness, do you think he, he's, those guys are tougher than than Jerry Fleming or Link Gates? Like, are you insane? So no, toughness had no had really no bearing on why they were in the American Hockey League or a lack of thereof. It was either contract, age, who they were stuck behind. Maybe the NHL coach just didn't like them, or in I know in some guys' case, they wanted them in their top American League franchise to look after the prospects. Which, okay, it gave them employment, but it really kind of sucked for your NHL career. You know, so please get that. If you think that, that guys were in the American League because they weren't as tough as the guys in the NHL. If that was the case, Trevor Gillies would have had a hell of a lot more than 50 games. You know, like, well, just what we talked about at the start of the show with Brett Gallant. Who, Who in the NHL is tougher than Brett Gallant? You know? So, no, it has nothing to do with with that. I mean, maybe some of these guys, their skills, they couldn't skate at the NHL level. You know, again, trying to say that with a straight face when... I'm not going to call out people that had NHL careers, but it wasn't like they were exactly, you know, uh, flying out there. So, uh, you know... Yeah, Mel wasn't the greatest skater, but I mean, you know, was he any worse than, like, you know, Colt Moore or something? Eh, probably not, you know. So, or at that point, we're picking at nits, you know, always a step behind. Well, you know, it's not like you're matching them up with the first lines out there. So, I think this um, minor league, oh, he's just a minor leaguer, was his comment. I'm like, well, okay. But, you know, Joey Koser knocking out Delgarno and Mike Eagles seems really big to you. But Ray dropping Morissette and Cote isn't a big deal because they're AHL guys. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Now again, I'm not trying to put Ray in the punching power of Coaster, but <clears throat> I don't know many people that d- drop more guys than Rob Ray did. I'm trying, like I I've racked my brain. I thought about it. I don't remember. Do you, I don't know people listening. Do you remember anybody? Really, when you go back and look, like yeah, every big time fighter has some as you would term it, kills on his card, but it's like, in terms of, like, what did I list off with Ray? About, you know, seven or eight. You know, Brown had a couple, Probert had a couple, Twist had a couple, but not, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think. And, um, not many more. And, um, so, you know, and like I said with Coaster, I mean, 
yeah, Kite, but after that, there really isn't a big name on there that he put down. Um, so I don't think you could slag Ray for that. You know, when you're when you're saying some of the guys, it's like, well, you know, and I'm I don't do, and I'm not saying this in any disrespect to any of the guys that got knocked out or dropped by these guys because they were all tough dudes and um, you know and all that. This that's not what this exercise is about. I don't mean it to sound like I'm saying that. Um, I'm just saying in terms of the you know the verbiage that I'm going to use while making this discussion. Um, yeah. So anyway, it was it was just a really interesting. Um, and, and it was a cool back and forth. Um, you know, everyone was civil and adult and wasn't like we were motherfucking each other at the end of it or anything. Um, I certainly didn't agree with their, their stance on the minor league guys. Um, you know, I thought, I thought a little bit of it was a little disrespectful, um, or at least a little ignorant. Um, but, um, at the same time, you know, for, 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 I would say for a social media disagreement, it was very civil, which was odd, which is maybe a sad statement in itself. But, um, yeah, so I'll let you guys, uh, sit on that one. And, um, I will say the one thing when talking about Joey Coaster all the time, everybody brings up the Link Gates fight that he had with Coaster and they go on and on about how Joey destroyed him. And I've, I've said numerous times on here, and I've said it on social media, one of my pet peeves in life is needless exaggeration, when people use needless exaggeration. And I'm not in any way saying that that fight was close or even or anything like that. But if you're going to throw the word destroy on, the dude better be lying there. And, Co- and Link took everything Coaster had and was standing at the end of it. Yeah, he was bleeding, but he didn't go down. So I don't know, and he's throwing back and landing punches. Go back and watch the fight with, first of all, Link's a rookie, and I think he's like 21 years old. But I know he's a rookie. So, okay. But, you know, not trying to make too many excuses, but I mean, um, he's taken everything Coaster's given him, and he's throwing back. I, I don't, like, to me, like, when Coaster drops Kite, that's destroying someone. Destroying someone isn't landing a few more punches and busting them up. Or like swinging him around or anything like that. I always laugh that everyone acts like he just destroyed Link Gates. Go back and watch the fight. Watch it on mute. I know that I know what the announcers say. The, the announcers are also from Detroit. So, like, I'm not saying Coaster didn't win because he won the fight, obviously. But just calm down. With the whole, he murdered him. Mm, okay. You know, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's just, it, it's, that, it always just kind of strikes me funny. Or I get my eyes rolling when I talked about that. That's for sure. But, um, yeah, guys, I don't know. Oh, the other thing. Oh, the Marlowe thing. Not that, I mean, I know this is a fight podcast and everything else, but. I can't believe some of the people, like, you just can't, like, okay, Marlowe is the all-time game. Well, yeah, but Gordy was way better. People remember Gordy. They're not going to remember Marlowe. And just, like, you just can't let it go. And, like, the Steve Simmons and guys like that, you're you're a fucking loser. Like, can't, can't we just be happy for people? First of all, Marlowe's in the top 50 all-time scoring. 
He's going to the Hall of Fame. So I don't know why we're talking like he's some guy that was just happy to be lucky he had a career. Like, you know, and oh, he's just hanging on at the end. Well, teams aren't going to pay a guy to hang on. This isn't, you know, you know, this isn't a charity. He obviously brings something to the table or they wouldn't sign him. But just like, let the guy have his moment. And it's either these media guys trying to like get clicks or to be controversial or I don't know. Again, like, I don't know how Steve Simmons like looks at himself in the mirror. Like, aren't you embarrassed? Like, really? Aren't you embarrassed? I would be. Like, I read your tweets and I'm embarrassed for you. And these other guys pipe in and like, oh, Marlowe's going to be an afterthought. It'll always be Gordy. Like, oh, just no one's saying Marlowe's better than Gordy. He just broke the NHL play, gameplay record. Move on. Like the one guy said, oh, Gordy's better. So I replied back, yeah, and? They tell me, what the fuck do you mean? No, what do you mean? Who, who said he wasn't? You goof. This isn't about Gordy versus Marlowe. Like, this isn't a comparing their careers. Marlowe himself wouldn't do that. But the guy played a, has played a long, productive career. <clears throat> managed to stay healthy. Avoid major injury, which in itself is unreal. Been productive. Yeah, he hasn't won a cup, but I mean, there's lots of guys that haven't. But he won a couple gold medals. He's had a hell of a career. Why does that have to be diminished? Because you need to yell Gordy Howe some more. Oh yeah, but if we count the WHA games, then it wouldn't even be close. Okay, well, are we going to start counting the KHL games for some guys? Well, hey, why don't we count the American Hockey League games too? What? Like, just, why? I don't know. I find myself saying just why a lot lately. And I mean, there are some folks that just... Like, I, I always laugh. I mean, I get called old and I yell at clouds. Holy shit. Are you serious? It's ridiculous, some of you. And I mean, I've already, I've, I've ranted about the Probert thing a number of times. Like, you can be online talking about two different guys and somehow Probert get, well, Probert would beat him. Oh, okay, thanks. Like, that's not what we're talking about. I mean, I don't know. Some of you cling, cling to just, like, I mean, I talk about me living in the past. Holy shit. And just tunnel vision. Like, you can't see any. Like, you got blinders on or something. It's embarrassing. But I don't know. Congratulations to Patrick Marlowe, Saskatchewan guy. You know, what a career, man. You know? And, uh, yeah. Right on. Well, guys, other than that, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know how, an, how, an ex, how much of an exciting 100th episode this was. Um, but yo, I, like I said, I, I, I thank everybody who's listened to the show. Um, the feedback that I get from you guys uh, is always really humbling and it's greatly appreciated. I love hearing when people listen to the show or get private messages. Hey dude, listen to your show. Love it. Um, yeah, for everybody that's recommended the show to friends, thank you. Um, to all the players that I've interviewed, um, it's been a real pleasure for me. I say it at the end when we're saying it, but really the pleasure is all on this side of the microphone. Um, thank you for taking the time out to talk. Um, again, two, two and a half hours to talk to a stranger. 
for not you know and it's not like I'm paying these guys or anything or they're getting <clears throat> anything really out of this. Um, although some have said it's been therapeutic, but and in some cases actually I shouldn't say that. In some cases, um, you know, like with Jared Dumba and stuff like that, it was it was a real um, like it was like a conduit almost to um, getting back in touch with old um, fellow former teammates and stuff like that that they had lost touch with, but they happened to be listening to the show as well. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, and that's been, and oh, <clears throat> I don't know what my throat went all dry for. And that's been a real, um, a real fun part of me the, doing the show um, has been um, the, the interactions with the players, um, with fellow fight fans. Um, like I said, when I started uh, my podcast, back when I had my own website, fourthlinevoice.com, um, to see, uh, it's grown from there. Um, like I joke about being on the charitables and I'll sometimes put pictures up online. Believe me, I know all that's bullshit, but, um, at the same time, like I've always said, I don't know how accurate those things are and I don't take them very seriously, but at the same time, it does mean people are listening. Um, and, and, and that's great. And, uh, you know, and it's, uh, like I said, when you can be number four in the United Kingdom with your Fitzgerald interview, um, that's great. Or when I had Mike Haley on, I was number 18 in Canada. Um, yeah, they just go 24 hour periods, a daily thing or whatever. But for one day I was 18th in Canada in podcasts on Apple podcasts. And you just think of all the podcasts that are out there. And, and I'm not doing this to brag. I'm just saying in, in a humble, respectful way that it's because of you guys, obviously. And I never would have thought sitting here with my microphone in my back room of my condo in Saskatoon uh, when I first started this that a hundred episodes later I would be in the, people listening to me in the UK or in, uh, um, you know, in Brazil or... Or, you know, in the United, down in the States and in Canada. Um, yeah, it's been, um, it's, it's been really humbling and, and a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, and then when you get the message, like the other day, um, you know, a guy was talking to a f- former player. That's the guy I'm trying to get on the show. But they're like, but he's not on social media or anything. But they're like, oh, he listens to all your episodes. He really likes your show. Well, that was really cool to hear. And I know there's there's lots, but I know there's ex players that listen. And um, I was saying the other day, I can't remember who I was saying it to, but I, I've said, hey, at any time you get feedback from anyone, it's it's great. Um, but I always say when I hear it from a player, especially coming from a non playing background, like I was never a big hockey guy, um, you know, I never played junior or anything. So you always, you know, and I'm a fan. I, I realize I'm just a fan. I'm not trying to say that I'm anything more than that. Um, but as fans, um, obviously we're not, it's not the same as an ex player. So, I mean, like a guy like Cam Jansons or a Matt Barnaby or, or a Brad Lieber or Terry Ryan that are doing shows, well, they don't need the, the, the justification from the fans for their, for their opinions or from their, from their statements because they've lived it, they've went through it, they've been in the room, they fought those guys, they scored on those guys. So they can say that with all certainty because they've done it. All I'm doing is guessing because I haven't fought these guys. 
you know, or I'm not in that situation in the locker room and stuff like that. Um, which I've always maintained. I'm well aware that I'm not. Um, I wish other podcasters would do that. Um, but uh, basically what I'm saying is when I get feedback from a player, I know I'm on the right track. And my brother played junior, played college. And I mean, believe me, he'll be the first to text me and, you know, say, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, and and I, and I often look for him for answers or I'll ask him questions. Um you know, because he has the credibility. You know, when he fought some of these guys, he fought Marco Cefalo and John Morasti and guys like that. So, I mean, I, you know, I'd like to have him on the show. I know he'll never come on, but, uh, but, you know, he he's an expert in it because he's done it. So I can talk to him about it and I get his feedback on things. And I, and I really appreciate the fact that he listens. And, uh, and, and I know he busts my balls, and I know it took me a, a long time, and I and I and I'm saying this because I know he's listening now, and I've never had this conversation with him, and uh, I know everyone's listening, but I'll say it now. Um, I was always very proud of his career, and uh, and and for him, I know to be to be proud of me doing this um, means a lot, and. Uh, and I should have told him about this sooner. I, I it initially started as a joke that I wanted him to find it by accident, and then it sort of got away from me. And I never told him about it. And he found it by accident. And I felt, upon reflection, I felt really bad about not telling him. And uh, I don't know why I didn't though. Like at first, I, I did it as a joke, and I, I was hoping he's going to stumble upon it because I know he's a podcast guy. But he never did. And then he found it by accident. And I think he was really he was quite kind of pissed at me that I didn't tell him about it because I was like 50 episodes in or whatever and um yeah I know he's listening now and I apologize to you and um I should have told you and uh yeah and I felt bad about that but going forward it's it's and it's been fun now with him kind of in the mix about telling me about certain things or maybe you should do this or ask a guy that or what have you um it's it's been fun having him along for the journey as well and seeing the show grow and, uh, no, it's been cool. And, uh, you know, and I can, like I said, I, I've sat here and downplayed the hundred and, you know, it's just a podcast and goofy and all that, but it, it means a lot. It, it, you'll, you guys will have no idea how much it means to me, um, to get the feedback from you guys. I can't say it enough. Um, not just like, again, not just from the players, but from the, from, from Jay and Alec and Joe and farmer Rob and, um, you know, um, John from the Fight League. I wish you were still around, man. I, I hope you're listening still. Um, we keep in touch. Um, Chris out in Vancouver. My boy Napes. Um, you know, will we'll always get a hold of me while, while the kids have been crying, keeping him up, and he's listening. Um, you know, I always appreciate the the, the positive, uh, the constructive criticism. And, um, you know, um, Chris and Regina, get a hold of me, man. I hope you're listening. The show's for you. I hope you're listening. And, and I'd like to get back in touch with you. Scott out in Fort Wayne. I need to get you on the show, man. You keep ducking me. Got to get you on here. Get tell some Fort Wayne stories. Um, you know, I do the show for you guys. For all you guys. And, uh... No, and it's been a lot of fun. And, um... Yeah. And, and I, I'm not trying to skip out on people or, or forget your names. or I mean, I appreciate every one of you. Um... You know, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, 
Dave, here in town, we got to go for beers and all this gets straightened out. You know, um, I could go on and on. Mike Haley sent me a really nice uh, uh, text the other night, uh, congratulated me on the 100, and I appreciate it, Mike. And I really wish I was getting paid downloads when I had you on the show. Like I said, you're my highest rated show. Um, you know, and uh, but we weren't doing download numbers then. But Mike was great, and he and he spread the word out to everybody, and and that and you know, and that's been great. Chris Graff, another guy who actually was the reason I had Haley on the show because he gave me your phone number, and and Chris has got me a couple names. Chris Waltz, there's another one, great guest. He's been great getting me guys. Um, you know, the players have all been, you know, uh, have been great as well. Oh, you should get this guy on. I'll give you his number. Stuff like that. That's been awesome. Uh, Devin Francon, same thing. Um, all the guys, Parsons. Everybody, Frank Kovacs, you know, um, all you guys. I mean, McMorrow has been a great guest. Promoted the shit out of it. Adam Oxley promoted the shit out of his episode. Um, you know, lots of guys. Um, you know, um, I guess I could st- I could do another hour just thanking people. Um, John Searson, Paul over in the UK have done nothing but promote my show. Probably to the point where everyone hates... Jo- Sear- well, everybody, I think, doesn't like Searson over there anyway. So maybe he's hurting my show. I don't know. I'm getting attached to... My name's getting attached with his. Holy shit. I just thought of that. Oh, downhill. No, but I appreciate... Like, those guys have been my... my I was, They're the fourth-line voice UK office. They've, they've been great promoting the show. All, all of you guys have been really great promoting the show. And it, and it comes from you guys retweeting it. Word of mouth. Hey, I've seen people... Somebody will ask, hey, I need a hockey podcast. Oh, check out Fourth Line Voice. Thank you very much for doing that. Um, you know, because like I said, where I'm not spitting chiglets. I'm not 31 Thoughts. I'm not John Scott's show. I'm not, you know, I don't have the big NHL Rolodex. Like, no, I'm not going to have Brian McGratton and Ryan Reeves on anytime soon. I'm sure Cam Jansen's will. You know, but I don't have his Rolodex. So... Um, you know, we're like the little engine that could, and I always say I'm the, I'm the people's podcast, the fourth line. That's why I call it the fourth line voice, right? And, uh, it's your guys' show. So, you know, and I mean, like I said, I, I, you know, I, I don't know how big it's going to get. Um, you know, I, I understand it's got limited growth because I mean, I can guarantee anybody under the age of 20, I'm sure my show scares the shit out of them, you know, so they're not going to listen. So the new age fan certainly doesn't like my show. That's fine. It's not for them, um, you know, and it's for you know the 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 disenchanted fan or the you know the guy that's on Twitter all the time bitching that that uh, you know every hit needs to be reviewed. Well, that's another thing. If you're on Twitter and you're tweeting at player safety to have a look at something, you're a fucking loser. Get a life, you fucking loser. Like, ugh. Anyway. For another day, I'm sure we'll have another rant here. Maybe on Sunday again, I don't know. But, um, you know, for everybody, Pat Barton. I know, Pat, you're out there listening. I always appreciate the support. Um, yeah, man, it's, uh, I, I don't know what more to say. Um, you know, Nixon, Lou Cheech, Glove Dropper, all you guys, um, yeah, I could sit all day and and name drop people that have that I know are listening. And um, just because I didn't call your name, don't don't mean I I've forgotten about you or anything like that. Like I said, I'd be we'd be here for three hours if I if I named everybody. 
Um, I don't have a list in front of me. I never wrote anything down. I don't have my phone open. I'm not scrolling anything. I'm just sitting back looking out the window and, and, uh, and, and talking. Um, yeah, no guys in all seriousness. Um, uh, I, I can't thank everyone enough, um, for making the show fun and, uh, and, and for listening and for growing it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can do maybe a hundred more. We'll see. And I have some guests lined up, and I'm always on the hunt for guests. And um, hey, and, and if you're listening out there, and you're friends with a guy that uh, you know, I, whatever, I, oh, I'm, I'm friends with Kevin Evans, or I'm friends with whoever, some tough guy. Uh, you should get him on. Absolutely, I'll get him on. Uh, you know, drop me a line. And for you guys listening, um, for the players that are out there listening. That I've asked and you're on the fence about. Um, seriously, guys, let let's. I, I know if you're nervous or whatever, I completely understand that. But honestly, let's let's do it. I, I, the fans would love to hear your story. Um, I'll research it. I'm not going to surprise you with any questions. Um, I'll make it really easy for you. I'll walk you through. I'll walk you through, and I'll give you the heads up on the names we can talk about beforehand. And um, yeah, I. I, I don't know what more to tell you. Don't be nervous. I can't tell you that because you're going to be nervous. But I think once we get talking, you'll forget you're being on. You're getting recorded. I'm just going by what people have told me. I've had nervous guys on before, and when it's all done, they're like, one, they say, I can't believe it was that it's over, and I can't believe that it was two hours, man, that was fast. And two, they're like, that was really that was really easy. But I can't. You you won't understand that until you're done. You got to take the leap of faith with me here, and uh, there are some name guys that I've talked to you, and I know you're listening, and we've had the discussion. I'm not going to push you, but I'd love to have you on. But um, in saying that, I want to thank everybody again for all the support, the continued support, and uh, I'm going to continue to try to do the best I can for you guys. And uh, we got a probert turn, we got a tournament coming up on Twitter. Um, I know I've said it before, but I'm going to try to get it done this weekend. I'll let you know. But uh, other than that, guys, um, thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 100. It's been fun. And uh, we'll talk to you again on Sunday. Thanks, everybody. I really appreciate it. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?